Section 20 of The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1, by Abdul Baha Abbas. Section 20. 12. May 4, 1912 at northwestern university hall chicago illinois theosophical society notes by marzia moss i am very happy in being present at this meeting praise be to god i see before me the faces of those who are endowed with capacity to know and who desire to investigate truth this is conducive to the greatest joy According to divine philosophy, there are two important and universal conditions in the world of material phenomena, one which concerns life, the other concerning death, one relative to existence, the other non-existence, one manifest in composition, the other in decomposition. Some define existence as the expression of reality or being and non-existence as non-being imagining that death is annihilation this is a mistaken idea for total annihilation is an impossibility at most composition is ever subject to decomposition or disintegration that is to say existence implies the grouping of material elements in a form or body and non-existence is simply the decomposing of these groupings this is the law of creation in its endless forms and infinite variety of expression certain elements have formed the composite creature man this composite association of the elements in the form of a human body is therefore subject to disintegration which we call death but after disintegration the elements themselves persist unchanged therefore total annihilation is an impossibility and existence can never become non-existence this would be equivalent to saying that light can become darkness which is manifestly untrue and impossible as existence can never become non-existence there is no death for man nay rather man is everlasting and ever-living the rational proof of this is that the atoms of the material elements are transferable from one form of existence to another from one degree and kingdom to another lower or higher for example an atom of the soil or dust of earth may traverse the kingdoms from mineral to man by successive incorporations into the bodies of the organisms of those kingdoms at one time it enters into the formation of the mineral or rock it is then absorbed by the vegetable kingdom and becomes a constituent of the body and fibre of a tree again it is appropriated by the animal and at a still later period is found in the body of man throughout these degrees of its traversing the kingdom from one form of phenomenal being to another it retains its atomic existence and is never annihilated nor relegated to non-existence non-existence therefore is an expression applied to change of form but this transformation can never be rightly considered annihilation 
for the elements of composition are ever present and existent as we have seen in the journey of the atom through successive kingdoms unimpaired hence there is no death life is everlasting so to speak when the atom entered into the composition of the tree it died to the mineral kingdom but when consumed by the animal it died to the vegetable kingdom and so on until its transference or transmutation into the kingdom of man but throughout its traversing it was subject to transformation and not annihilation death therefore is applicable to a change or transference from one degree or condition to another in the mineral realm there was a spirit of existence in the world of plant life and organisms it reappeared as the vegetative spirit thence it attained the animal spirit and finally aspired to the human spirit these are degrees and changes but not obliteration and this is a rational proof that man is everlasting ever living therefore death is only a relative term implying change for example we will say that this light before me having reappeared in another incandescent lamp has died in the one and lives in the other this is not death in reality the perfections of the mineral are translated into the vegetable and from thence into the animal the virtue always attaining a plus or superlative degree in the upward change in each kingdom we find the same virtues manifesting themselves more fully proving that the reality has been transferred from a lower to a higher form and kingdom of being therefore non-existence is only relative and absolute non-existence inconceivable this rose in my hand will become disintegrated and its symmetry destroyed but the elements of its composition remain changeless nothing affects their elemental integrity they cannot become non-existent they are simply transferred from one state to another through his ignorance man fears death but the death he shrinks from is imaginary and absolutely unreal it is only human imagination the bestowal and grace of god have quickened the realm of existence with life and being for existence there is neither change nor transformation existence is ever existence it can never be translated into non-existence it is gradation a degree below a higher degree is considered as non-existence this dust beneath our feet as compared with our being is non-existent when the human body crumbles into dust we can say it has become non-existent therefore its dust in relation to living forms of human being is as non-existent but in its own sphere it is existent it has its mineral being therefore it is well proved that absolute non-existence is impossible it is only relative the purpose is this that the everlasting bestowal of god vouchsafed to man is never subject to corruption inasmuch as he has endowed the phenomenal world with being it is impossible for that world to become non-being for it is the very genesis of god it is the realm of origination it is a creational and not a subjective world and the bounty descending upon it is continuous and permanent therefore man the highest creature of the phenomenal world is endowed with that continuous bounty bestowed by divine generosity without cessation for instance the rays of the sun are continuous 
the heat of the sun emanates from it without cessation no discontinuance of it is conceivable even so the bestowal of god is descending upon the world of humanity never ceasing continuous forever if we say that the bestowal of existence ceases or falters it is equivalent to saying that the sun can exist with cessation of its effulgence is this possible therefore the effulgences of existence are ever present and continuous the conception of annihilation is a factor in human degradation a cause of human debasement and lowliness a source of human fear and objection it has been conducive to the dispersion and weakening of human thought whereas the realization of existence and continuity has upraised man to sublimity of ideals established the foundation of human progress and stimulated the development of heavenly virtues therefore it behooves man to abandon thoughts of non-existence and death which are absolutely imaginary and see himself ever living everlasting in the divine purpose of his creation he must turn away from ideas which degrade the human soul so that day by day and hour by hour he may advance upward and higher to spiritual perception of the continuity of the human reality if he dwells upon the thought of non-existence he will become utterly incompetent with weakened will-power his ambition for progress will be lessened and the acquisition of human virtues will cease therefore you must thank god that he has bestowed upon you the blessing of life and existence in the human kingdom strive diligently to acquire virtues befitting your degree and station be as lights of the world which cannot be hid and which have no setting in horizons of darkness ascend to the zenith of an existence which is never beclouded by the fears and forebodings of non-existence when man is not endowed with inner perception he is not informed of these important mysteries the retina or outer vision though sensitive and delicate may nevertheless be a hindrance to the inner eye which alone can perceive the bestowals of god which are manifest in all phenomenal life are sometimes hidden by intervening veils of mental and mortal vision which render man spiritually blind and incapable but when those scales are removed and the veils rent asunder then the great signs of god will become visible and he will witness the eternal light filling the world the bestowals of god are all and always manifest the promises of heaven are ever present the favors of god are all surrounding but should the conscious eye of the soul of man remain veiled and darkened he will be led to deny these universal signs and remain deprived of these manifestations of divine bounty therefore we must endeavor with heart and soul in order that the veil covering the eye of inner vision may be removed that we may behold the manifestations of the signs of god discern his mysterious graces and realize that material blessings as compared with spiritual bounties are as nothing the spiritual blessings of god are greatest when we were in the mineral kingdom although endowed with certain gifts and powers they were not to be compared with the blessings of the human kingdom 
in the matrix of the mother we were the recipients of endowments and blessings of god yet these were as nothing compared to the powers and graces bestowed upon us after birth into this human world likewise if we are born from the matrix of this physical and phenomenal environment into the freedom and loftiness of the life and vision spiritual we shall consider this mortal existence and its blessings as worthless by comparison in the spiritual world the divine bestowals are infinite for in that realm there is neither separation nor disintegration which characterize the world of material existence spiritual existence is absolute immortality completeness and unchangeable being therefore we must thank god that he has created for us both material blessings and spiritual bestowals he has given us material gifts and spiritual graces outer sight to view the lights of the sun and inner vision by which we may perceive the glory of god he has designed the outer ear to enjoy the melodies of sound and the inner hearing wherewith we may hear the voice of our creator we must strive with energies of heart soul and mind to develop and manifest the perfections and virtues latent within the realities of the phenomenal world for the human reality may be compared to a seed if we sow the seed a mighty tree appears from it the virtues of the seed are revealed in the tree it puts forth branches leaves blossoms and produces fruits all these virtues were hidden and potential in the seed through the blessing and bounty of cultivation these virtues became apparent similarly the merciful god our creator has deposited within human realities certain virtues latent and potential through education and culture these virtues deposited by the loving god will become apparent in the human reality even as the unfoldment of the tree from within the germinating seed i will pray for you o thou kind lord these are thy servants who have gathered in this meeting turned unto thy kingdom and are in need of thy bestowal and blessing o thou god manifest and make evident the signs of thy oneness which have been deposited in all the realities of life reveal and unfold the virtues which thou hast made latent and concealed in these human realities o god we are as plants and thy bounty is as the rain refresh and cause these plants to grow through thy bestowal we are thy servants free us from the fetters of material existence we are ignorant make us wise we are dead make us alive we are material endow us with spirit we are deprived make us the intimates of thy mysteries we are needy enrich and bless us from thy boundless treasury o god resuscitate us give us sight give us hearing familiarize us with the mysteries of life so that the secrets of thy kingdom may become revealed to us in this world of existence and we may confess thy oneness every bestowal emanates from thee every benediction is thine thou art mighty thou art powerful thou art the giver and thou art 
the ever bounteous. End of section 20. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Recorded in Oxford, England.